0: Hi. (laughs) Welcome back to episode three of season two of the Not God pod. And today we have Billy Maxwell Taylor joining us to chat about theatrey things, work things, practice, all that. Good stuff. Yes, uh, and also
1: possibly to confuse everyone, or maybe just me, by having the same name as me.
2: <laughs> You've got a Y on the end.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, but it doesn't sound different.
2: No, no I'm gonna, it's gonna like b-
0: break the transcript when I try. Yeah. <laughs> <transcript>. Oh no. <laughs> oh
2: no. But yes,
0: welcome back. Thank you for coming back to listen to another episode. Okay, so Billy, would you like to introduce yourself? tell us about yourself.
2: i give it a go um hi I'm Billy with a Y uh <laughs> or Billy Maxwell Taylor if you want the full-on shebang um I am what am I a movement practitioner movement practitioner sounds like a good title uh so I make choreography uh, I move and do it with a bit of curiosity and then I do, a, do some writing and drinking coffee uh that's about what I entail as work. <laughs> um, and then like my motto or at the moment, what I'm trying to do is inspire um, moments of stillness in the busyness. This is something I go back to just moments of stillness in the busyness, whether that be um, people I meet like now, we can have a moment of stillness um, <laughs> or in a workshop or as an audience member. So always trying to just give this a moment of stillness. Um, is that enough context? Or,
0: yeah, great, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you want to give us some like uh examples of what like oh, yeah. uh, previous moments of stillness in busyness that you have found or created? Well,
2: I think what well, probably the biggest um, this idea really only came from my dissertation, which was just looking at work. Uh, this is at Rose Bruford College on the same course as these guys mm-hmm. European <laughs> um just a year year below i believe yeah um yeah i think so this is kind of developing now uh, over the next few months and hopefully years into a project called rain pours like coffee drops um which is a, a movement meditation uh on workplace worries such as burnout or performance anxiety or, or loneliness in adulthood uh and this is through a conversation between uh, an office world, uh, making coffee, uh, doing things, writing, um, and then outside of the window, this never-ending stream of rain, and this came from a moment of stillness for me, uh, trying to do my written dissertation while sat at home in a tiny room that wasn't really my home, it was just a house, uh, and just watching rain go by and not wanting to do the work. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's kind of where this idea of stillness came in, and yeah. You know.
1: hmm. What was your dissertation about? Has it got anything to do with this? Or
2: I know. Um it was my dissertation was called "Finding Overtime," uh, and it was much more into the burnout side of things. Uh, if I had to compare weather, because I like using analogies, that's the only mm-hmm. way I think I can. <laughs> talk about things um, <laughs> my my dissertation was more like a storm <laughs> it was very german expressionism <laughs> brutal, <laughs> hellish <laughs> that whereas this show is much more like uh weather like today um white clouds that it's like i'm not sure what time it is because um because it's been the, dark the all day <laughs> yeah just this whole weird ambience um and then yeah my dissertation was looking at what was i looking at distortion in Hmm. dance um essentially how you can take one thing and then distort it in various ways uh and i did this by um looking at how animals move so for example i take a same movement pattern and then how does it move with the effect of uh, a tortoise or with the effect of um a chimpanzee or orangutan. There's different movement qualities uh, for different parts of the show.
1: Mm. Nice. That sounds interesting, and it does kind of sound like, in in ways, I can see your thought progression of like distorting things, and then instead of distorting it, just stopping it and having the stillness. Maybe that's how I'm imagining it. Anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, i think the, 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 what i found was just that there was so much going on um and i don't I, I always found with dissertation time i was just trying to cram so much into 20 minutes that it just became this hellscape of sensory mm-hmm. blah and coming out of um bruford i suddenly relaxed a lot more i felt um I was really on my sort of burnout a A-game. <laughs> so much work in the last few months.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, uh, and, then, and then having a chance over the last couple of months to, to talk and work with um, Hijinx Theatre, which is a, a, a theatre that works with people of different um, learning or cognitive abilities in, or physical abilities um, and thinking, okay, how can actually accessibility not be something that's just, lacked on like a plaster at the end but it's f- part of the process and part yeah. of the creation <laughs> um which is why stillness became something so interesting to me
0: yeah it's like um grey I talk about like the like aesthetics of access which is basically like if you consider accessibility throughout your whole process rather than being like oh we've made a thing and now we need to make it accessible like if you do that from the start what interesting things does that lead you to like through those parameters Hmm.
2: I I always like to say because I'm I'm dipping my toes into the dance world at the moment and I was very scared of dance for like ever since I did it in a little village hall when I was a kid Um, I I liked it (laughs) and then I stopped doing it and then I did theater and suddenly I had these two what seemed like different things, dance and theatre, that I was scared to go back into dance um, because I thought it was about exactness and you have to do it this way. Whereas what I found um, is that movement can be translated as opposed to imposed. Um, And when you translate it, it becomes so much more exciting.
0: We were talking in our last episode about kind of like... um... Interdisciplinarity, transdisciplinarity, multidisciplinarity—what any of that actually means—we're uh, not, we're not, we're still not entirely clear. But we yeah. were kind of thinking about how, like, thinking about talking about how those lines between like what is um, dance and what is theater and what is like where does stuff that's like um, kind of more just like movement in that and kind of like mm. where are the lines between these things and do they actually exist <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I know I actually like dance and movement because I have a dance background that I also then stopped and then I went into theater and then realized that it could be part of it um, but for me I remember the first time going back to a uh, it was a workshop that was calling itself a dance workshop it was improv, but it was still calling itself a dance workshop. And I remember just being there and realizing like this is exactly the same as movement, like what we do in movement at Brouford, It like we're using the same techniques. We're talking about the same references. I know that lots of people who work with like actors and more theater people use the word movement just to make it not be as scary. But I think when I realized how exactly the same it could be, is when um, I decided that the words didn't matter anymore and that's been a kind of ongoing thing for me of which I think has fed into our discussion last month about why do we call certain things certain things and what like how do we decide that those are the categories and those are the words that we use for this when Mm. actually it feels like it's all melting together quite a lot.
2: Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was gonna say articulating yourself is one of the trickiest things coming out of Dharma School, I find.
0: Yeah, like we find that we're like feel like we're trying like we're like pitching something and we're like, oh, we will be like this is like devices, theatre, but then we're incorporating elements from dance and from spoken word. When actually we just show up and make stuff in the way that like uses our skills as a partnership of people making something we're not there like this scene needs some dance in it you know like yeah, that's absolutely yeah. not our process it's us being like if we had to pick existing categories to put this in what would we pick you know mm. when it is like just like we're making something about this and it just <laughs> happens you know <laughs>
2: this is this yeah. is like a interdisciplinarity I remember just drip feeding this into all the sort of essays in in Java school. um, The same analogy, which comes from, I, I won't speak about it too much because you've got the episode from last week. No, please um, tell us okay. the answers. Month. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: No, they've the got answers. It's just more <laughs> metaphors and analogies for me, I'm afraid. Great, Tie
0: us but, um,
2: up or <laughs> nuts, like we'll <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Um, this, yeah. I, I, I think it initially comes from a zen proverb which is empty your cup or oh, it's the um yeah it's a longer thing but um there's a movement practitioner i think he uses that word um Edo Portal who has the analogy of uh the cup you can't see if it's a podcast but i'm holding a <laughs> cup with water in it uh, uh, and he he says that um, the container is the glass whereas the contents the water inside of it is the the interesting thing you never eat the cup don't chew mm. the cup you drink the water that's inside of it um and that's not to say that the cup isn't important the container can be important drinking a, a mug is very different uh, to drinking out of like a swirly straw um <laughs> i've never tried that but i imagine it's different <laughs> 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 but also the, the, the coffee or the water can be can be the same in, in two different cups so like this is something that's like central to my practice uh, coming from dance but also sports as well um i always love to whack rugby exercises in to um working with dancers i think that's a really nice clash um <laughs> and that's how me, me and reese uh work at the moment uh, the, the show we're working on at the moment pink, which I think will have been sort of completed by the time this goes out it's, it's this week. Um, that's looking at national identity and England and Wales, mm. uh, tensions between the two, but by using theories from tectonic plates uh, and how tectonics interact. So taking a cup and then adding water from other places, which... I, I don't know, it's it's another analogy. But then I also think that maybe <laughs> dance and theatre are too broad to be cups. They're more like rivers that are just, there's so many s <laughs> and they like criss and cross. And it's both interesting to explore these things, but also futile and uh, it's, yeah. God,
1: <gasps> I, I think we came to a similar conclusion because I really want it to be a cup. And I think most people want it to be able to be a cup. And I just don't think it is no Mm.
0: because also we're like by this point we've developed our own way of working so much that it is its own thing like we have a quite a set process and how we begin devising something so Mm. it's like absolutely at this point definitely not like drawing on separate things it is a thing you know (laughs) yeah yeah
1: and so now what do we call that (laughs) (laughs) is that now like gone full circle, and is now what did we call it? Intradisciplinary. disciplinary. So uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, its it sounds Yeah. Let's not go down that road.
2: No, road no. <laughs> that's yeah, my <laughs> I have a different definition for my practice every week. <laughs> <And my laughs> or, or yeah, my my co creator Reese, he he's always saying like, because one minute I'll be like, no, it's it's definitely physical theatre, and then I will say, no, it's it's dance. I'm I'm a dancer. And then I'll like, say, oh, no, m- movement theatre. Movement's where it's at. Uh, so, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's constantly fluctuating.
0: Mean? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, at the same
2: time, I quite like that it fluctuates and that it changes uh, because hmm. we change as we get different understandings. Um, and I think that they affect each other. I mean, dance, like, dance can include theatre and dance can be theatre and theatre can include dance, Uh it can be dance
1: what would you say your new show is then is it dance or, or theater or dancing or just more, yes
2: Or confusing <laughs> for this show so in, in in april it's going to be a installation
1: uh-huh.
2: although i threw in suddenly today i was like "Oh, but is it performance art and then i had this debate
0: <laughs> yeah then i'm and like what's the, like, the well, difference but... between performance art and live art are they the same thing Exactly. I think same um, thing but different backgrounds. I think that's all it is. I think one is also an American English term and one is a oh more probably commonly used mm, British English maybe. term. But I might be wrong. I don't maybe. know. I'm making this up. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I keep just calling the project a movement meditation, which I think sums it up because I like using movement because it's not isolated to dance. Um I like to say that like sound, I look at the movement of sound whenever I'm doing sound design or uh, when I'm talking about um, writing, my writing tends to focus on observation of moving things um, and the moving world. I'll usually be sat down somewhere, writing, watching things out Mm. of the window, sort of describing them. So move movement uh, is definitely a common thing, Uh, but yeah, this one's an installation in April and then it's sort of turning into a, stage show in may maybe in july it's going to be site specific who knows um again nice. I, it's like there's there's the water i know the water of the show i just want it to be able to melt between cups um yeah i'd love the yeah. metaphor for me
1: <laughs> it's a good metaphor <laughs> the nice way of thinking uh, yeah, about yeah. it as well yeah. yeah and also kind of nice because i feel like in a way we've also been doing a similar thing
0: yeah we've been whether
1: we've been forced to form <laughs> yeah. by choice but
0: partly because That's of it. yeah like logistics of like I'm in London Billy's in Rome and we've had perhaps longer than we expected when we first because we formed this as a company like pre-pandemic right um just <laughs> <laughs> um we had at that point I think didn't expect that we would ever have time of working virtually and then I think it has longer than we expected we would of that yeah um and so we've done a lot of like film work or kind of knowing that something will be a live show but making a film version of it either to have as like a trailer Mm. or as a kind of medium for us to research in and explore the topics and material in before we're able to like get in a room and do stuff um so yeah, it is kind of about learning the like process of being able to be like, okay, what did we discover in this? What did we learn in this? What did we create in this? And how do we make this very like abstract film piece into a stage show? Like what is that as part of the process? And what mm. what benefits does that bring to what you then create, having explored it in a different Meet you and style first.
2: That's a really lovely idea. Like another analogy. Here we go. Let's go. (laughs) Go on. I think I remember. I I I first thought of this when I was in the Czech Republic, and this was actually about the same time. I I imagine that you were talking about when symposium would have been. Oh yeah. Because I that's when I was overdoing placement. March Um, twenty
0: (laughs) twenty five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh gosh but um it was uh I remember doing some sort of movement thing and uh they said um I think it was along the lines of you looked so confused it was beautiful um mm-hmm. like well, your body just looked really confused and it was really lovely uh, and then I said I felt a bit more like bamboo that I didn't care I was more shakable with the content and the content <laughs> was more adaptable than than yeah. porcelain which is I think it's really nice when you make something that's a piece of art and it's beautiful and it's really well crafted but at least for my practice having something that can sort of be adaptable especially with such a fluctuating uh climate as uh theatre is experiencing um currently mm. um i think adaptability is good to, to have surely
1: yeah Definitely, and I don't know if the term adaptability is changing or whether it's just my understanding of the term, but it feels like, yeah, adaptability is becoming a much more important and much like bigger thing because of, as you said, the climate of of theatre and the way that everything is virtual or not or long distance and weirdly chopped up and put back together
2: (laughs) and as young Mm. people as well or or sort of early career artists Mm. um, you know you look at well for me it's arts.wales but it will be like arts england and you you look at all the list of opportunities or opportunity tuesday on twitter you know those (laughs) sort of things you're looking at them and you're thinking okay so how 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 you know, this is a bit far out. Could I do that?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh
2: you're, yeah. Well, really That's like ninety percent
1: of what we do.
2: <laughs> because you know, no one's going to give you that arts council fund. You know, straight off the bat. Um, yeah. Which is a, a real sad state of affairs. So you really just try and shoehorn your ideas, and which sometimes leads to very interesting directions. Mm. Um, yeah. This 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 work in April, which is with Volcano Theatre in Swansea, I had never thought of doing the show as an installation. Um, but they said, oh, we've got this space um, that we're looking for commissions for. And I thought, oh, yeah, I could do something. Don't be too afraid to just apply for stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My <laughs> biggest
2: lesson in yeah. life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I think as well, that comes with like imposter syndrome, I suppose. Feeling, oh, for oh, sure. Oh, this isn't right for me. For mm.
1: sure. And I, I... I kind of keep going back to language because I think language is brilliant but also can be very restrictive because like with dance I feel like so many people could do things in the dance world like so many people in the theater world are really movie movie movement mm-hmm, Movementy <laughs> are really <laughs> you know and could like exist in that world but are literally just afraid of the term dance because it's never been presented as something that they can do, Mm -hmm.
2: Um, yeah. I remember the first time going into, after, I hadn't been in sort of rehearsal room for dance in about seven years after, you know, since when I finished Bruford, it had been seven years since I'd been in a room with dancers. Um, And I remember the first day, just sat there, I was observing Caroline Finn in her rehearsal process of Ludo at uh, National Dance Company, Wales. Just sat there in the back on a seat with my notebook, and I was—I didn't speak to any anyone for the first like five hours because I was so nervous. Um, because I thought, oh god, these are dancers; they're completely different from. Um, but then they said, "Oh, do you want to join in on an exercise?" So I did, and suddenly realized actually, this is the same sort of stuff that we were doing anyway in the theater world. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's um yeah it's a a border that it's a bit unnecessary I think
0: I think so too yeah yeah I was gonna say as well I think there's something very interesting about um, the way that like theatre is structured in terms of like the processes you have to go through in order to get something staged get an opportunity all of this like basically just form filling out but the process of like continually articulating your practice and what your work is and who you are as a company as an individual artist whatever in a way that other people will understand Mm -hmm. and like and also like
1: aiming for specific for for target audiences and
0: yeah like you write so many bits of copy or you like you have copy and you edit it for every single application and you're describing the same thing in so many different ways depending on what you're filling out and I think at least from our experience like we're never untruthful with it like it's always like accurate but yet if you looked at like two pictures we have done for what is the same piece of work we are using different language to describe it depending on what we are applying for Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of interdisciplinarity as well, that you can sort of touch into certain, um, uh, Camden People's Theatre Festival, Um, they're not a dance venue. So uh, my show is physical (laughs) theatre. It's not dance. Yeah, (laughs) Um, exactly. (laughs) uh, Yeah, form filling and doing copy over and over again is, is such an interesting way of seeing your ideas. Although I also sometimes think it's too heavy on writing um, uh, I- i'm lucky that i love filling out forms i'm much more much more bad that really sums up what i was trying to say is <laughs> meeting with people and pitching my ideas speaking wise i find i just babble for too long um mm. whereas i know some people who are great at articulating so- themselves through speech whereas me give me a word document and i'll make a lovely document for you
0: yeah i like um, here is the perfect copy have
2: it <laughs> yeah it's, it's i feel like, like i'm somewhere time. in the
1: middle maybe i could like put a, a, a few bullet points and some pictures together and hope that they understood the vibes <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst thing we've had to do now is we had to do a two minute video What? <sighs> oh
2: yeah video i was we, gonna say we
0: video we could once. not do it we could not do it it took <laughs> us so long we could have written them like a thousand-word essay in the time it took to yeah. that <laughs> uh, in a video. Oh God! Correct. Like we could not do it.
2: On the surface, <laughs> it looked doing a video of yourself talking about something looks in, like easy enough. Just get a camera and talk. Exactly. It really turns into like a Blue Peter documentary. Yeah. No,
1: it's uh, terrible. <laughs> but, I was trying to record one and a half minute little thing for our Instagram the other day. It took me an hour. <laughs> it took me an hour of constant starting and stopping to get, like, three things said without yeah. forgetting what I was meant to say.
2: Possible.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I don't know why yeah. I derailed the conversation with
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, um, but tell us tell us more about the show, please. We'd um, want to know what it's about.
2: Okay, so, so yeah. It, part of the research came from a study done by Mental Health UK over the last couple of years. Um, because they were like, hmm, there seems to have been some sort of uh big pandemic y thing and I reckon that's gonna affect people's mental health in a pretty bad way. Oh wow Um, and they made a really good guess on that. Uh (laughs) sorry um their study found that (laughs) one in five people found that their workload at work was not manageable and they were stressed. One in five people. in March, 2020, there was 10% of adults felt uh, a sense of loneliness. Whereas in February, the next year, just under a year, uh, 26%, so from 10% to 26% of people feeling lonely, which is nuts. Um, so that really was a stimulus for me and, and seeing my parents working from home as well uh, in their little boxes in their, they they both had sort of like office jobs at the time but they were just in their home offices uh, which became a big thing. Um, The show, well the installation focuses more so on the loneliness aspect, Um, Mm -hmm. it involves not to give too much but um, letters to the rain, so the characters writing letters to the rain uh, and um, as he's doing so, it's this sense of like a suspended time. So time and sort of sensation of time is really important to this work. I want to create a work that's sort of like ambient music. There's this washy, cool whiteness to it. And as part of this as well, letter writing. Oh, I want the audience to write letters. I get to research this, but I'd love to have um, audiences writing letters in the show, so giving them pens, papers, envelopes, and stamps, um, and this idea came from leaving secondary school, going into work, and suddenly all my friends distant to to different parts of the UK and Europe and thousands of miles away, and I, I felt like there were clouds just passing away, and I was just left here, so, uh, I... I've started writing letters, and I find it's quite a nice thing to do. <laughs> so that's that show, I, I don't know. Have you ever, do you, do you write letters to people?
1: I used to, and then recently oh. I have written one or two and never got round to sending it. <laughs> oh, <it's... laughs> but yes, I uh, I do understand the kind of, I don't know, there's something very satisfying about actually writing with your hand. And then sending a physical thing, It's quite nice. Have you been writing letters, Zoe? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Biggest,
2: I, I've sent loads of people letters. I have not received a single letter in return. Really? Oh. People. I I think especially young people we don't really send letters. It, it's it's because I've got the sort of the lifestyle of a of an eighty year old man. <laughs> I just go to coffee shops, read books, and write people letters. Um, <laughs> Uh, honestly jazz.
1: dream dream life yeah. <laughs> nice um,
2: <laughs> but uh in terms of like the show itself a, a lot of like my um dance practice or movement practice which i'm still trying to articulate focuses more so on sensation and um yeah the senses i believe a friend well, actually you know georgia stewart she's, she's introduced me to oh god Phenomenology.
0: Phenomenology. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) we like
1: phenomenology here. So
2: uh, I'm about to read, I've got it on my pile of my trolley of books I need to read. Um, What's it, Space in the Sensuous or something? Um, Something like that. I can't remember. It's Um, all very
0: dense. I got to give a lecture to some MA students about phenomenology a few weeks ago. Um, And basically, my like, my my main point was this is not as complicated as it pretends to be (laughs) like literally the whole thing is basically just like the world as it appears to me is not the world as it appears to you and that's Mm. good like we have subjective understandings based on who we are as people and how we both in our consciousness and in our bodies experience things differently and that is yeah, like a good and useful part of humanity. And that's basically
2: it. <laughs> I, that goes back <laughs> to that sort of tra- translating thing that like, instead of uh, a director or a choreographer coming in and saying, do this, do that, which is more of like, um, uh, more of an impose uh, imposition of an idea. Um, I prefer much more, I've been thinking about this and here's like an exercise, but content wise, you're the you're the artist you're the dancer um see what you can create mm. with your experience of this um I, I the future is i can't say the word so i can't say that phenomenology
0: yeah the study uh, of yeah. phenomenon <sighs> which is just the study yeah. of how we experience things
2: uh, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, experiencing things. <laughs> this is something as well that I—it's I, been sort of tickling my brain recently—is like articulating yourself in a simple way. Um, yeah. My favorite author at the moment is Haruki Murakami. Mm. Um, I just love how he writes sometimes in English, and because he has less of a vocabulary in English, he's still a very good English speaker. He keeps all the sentences very simple. So they translate easily across the languages and it's nothing pretentious about it Um, and i just because i i i love big words and i love big discussions but i think a lot of the time how can you translate that into simple speech actually makes it more deep and meaningful Um, yeah yeah
1: i kind of think that's what we try with this podcast yeah we're like I mean I feel like sometimes we do go into some words that I'm like fine but
0: but yeah we're trying to make it like clear and accessible and so that you don't need to be like an expert to listen to it. (laughs) yeah yeah because like on the one hand we're we're not being like we have all the answers and we're going to teach you them like that's not what this is but also like if you are listening to us talk about something that you don't know as much on we hope that we're clear enough that you can like learn from us you know
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like that's the aim we're not here to be like look at us we know academic
2: talk oh, yeah. you know yeah. and this is right and going back to the experience of things uh, as i'll call it from now on yeah <laughs> um it's it's this i i feel like i got this from school maybe secondary school that um whenever i finish a show for the last few years, I've, I've suddenly realized that I, I instantly think about what I did wrong or something that didn't go right. Uh, my, I was too fast on that scene. That person ran in when they shouldn't have done. I was sweating and I couldn't see for half a scene, which happens all the time. <laughs> I just get blinded by my own sweat and I'm just <laughs> walking around the shade. Um, whereas this sort of experience of things turns it from right and wrong into trial and error i feel or or just that each Mm. experience on stage will be a different experience and that's completely fine um yeah you just notice oh that was different today
0: uh Mm. interesting like that that's that that's fine
2: (laughs) and i think that's a big revelation because so many people will i mean a simple revelation but i think everyone i know just after shows it's always Oh, I did this wrong I did I, I've, I've had so many times where I've seen my friends crying because they accidentally dropped something um yeah that's completely fine
1: yeah, yeah, sure
2: yeah.
1: It's- I mean I feel like drama school setting doesn't help that
0: particular pressure I think there's yeah. so much on like if you're like getting it or like like feeling the scene it's like what does that even mean and like teachers don't know that only you know your own experience right yeah like you just Mm. experience things as you experience them and consider what that's like for you and maybe maybe you're aiming for more of a particular thing or less of a particular thing but it's not anybody else's place to be like this is the correct (laughs) thing you know
2: Mm. because it's it's so subjective and all it is is an exchange of experience and (laughs) At the end of the day, you know, I mean, you look, it's, it's a hard realization, I think coming out of drama school, you think you, you want to try and make things that people like, um, and this is a good sort of idea to have is that maybe someone will like your work, um, <laughs> instead of just, maybe you don't. Um, but I, I remember thinking, oh, I've got to make, I've got to please everyone. And it's only the, mm. the last few weeks. I'm like, actually, don't need to please everyone. Some people will like the work and connect with the work. Some people won't. And you're some just people will resonate with it everyone, yeah. in ways that I couldn't believe. Maybe they'll really like the suit I was wearing and it reminded them of a suit from the 70s. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. you never you, know what you, people are going to get from something. Yeah, and you, you can bring your own taste and flavours that you, you're hoping that they, they pick up on, but... It's like the small notes at the end of coffee. They, they write them down. You know, you have the caramel or chocolatey coffee, but no one really tastes the cherry blossom at the end um, that they put in the description <laughs> of the coffee. Um, but someone might, and then they can enjoy that.
0: <laughs> right. You're
1: very into coffee, huh? <laughs> this oh, no. show
2: uh, is all about coffee.
1: <laughs> I have to go see it, I think.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. going to title this like episode three and it's just going to be like coffee themed analogies with
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's analogies of water and coffee yeah exactly. that's
0: it that's it good cool. <laughs> i think as we we've have been recording been for a while for 40 minutes we're gonna have we gonna wrap up <laughs> the discussion <laughs> so, thank you very much for your coffee themed metaphors yes um, we have
1: enjoyed episode, them a lot yeah.
0: Thank, yeah. thank you. I feel like
1: I'm going to use the cup metaphor a lot. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Th- th- thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy. We'd like to hear yes. uh, your own coffee-themed metaphors. Please send them to us. Email us stuff I don't know. I've lost yes. the thought. Okay. Um, We'd
1: love to actually, here's my thing. I would love to know how, if you are a practitioner, practitioner. a practitioner, practitioner (laughs) how do you define your work at the moment how have you defined your work and is that are you like comfortable in that or is that also constantly changing like ours is
0: (laughs) that is what we would like to know this month and yeah thank you very much for listening um all of our social media links will be below we will also put billy's social media stuff below in the show notes. Um, should you wish to go and find out where you could see any of these fun projects that have been discussed today. Um, yes
1: tell us tell us when and where the shows are.
2: Okay let's run so the, the project's called uh, Rain Pours Like Coffee Drops it is in uh, Seaside Gallery with Volcano Theatre in Swansea on the 14th and 16th of April and then in Abergavenny at Dance Blast is the stage show on the fifteenth of May, and Swindon Dance on the twentieth of May.
0: Yes,
2: um, that's with Richard Ch- uh, Richard Chappell Dance. So, cool. Uh, find out more somewhere else.
1: Nice. Great. Okay, we'll put all Listen. of that information in the description as well. Cool.
0: Great. Thank you for listening. We will speak to you next month. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Bye.